Welcome to the Spirit School of Ministry podcast, where we discuss discipleship in your everyday life. Hey everyone, David here with Pastor Bob. It's Howdy. just the two of us today. Just the two of us. Oh man. Oh man. We could make it if good, we try. We, good song. We'll yeah. see though. We'll see where we make it. <laughs> I don't know. Who knows where I, it's going? We're, I can't believe they trusted just the no. two of us. Yeah, it doesn't really make sense. But uh, uh, you know, our subject we'll our today, <laughs> it's about promise and it's about orphans. Are you a son of promise or an orphan spirit? And wow. so that's like a, we were just thinking about this the other day about God's promise. Yeah. And it, it created a pretty good conversation. So, you know, maybe we should run with it. We I think we'll go with goes. that one today. What do you think? Yeah. What do you think? Why do we need a promise from God? Is wow. there a need for that? I think there is a need for that because the deal with God is like he's a covenant God. So he keeps promise. Mm. And so if you can get him to do a promise with you. You're on a really good, <laughs> you're in a good position. Now, yeah. I suppose it matters what kind of promise he makes to you. Yeah. But um, I would think since we're blood-bought sons of God, the promise is probably pretty good because what he has for us is probably the right direction. Yeah. I mean, um, what are we talking about here? What does God promise to his kids? When we talk about, hey, we're sons of the promise what does that mean? What are we going to get? What does God put out there? Oh, what are we to, getting for this? What, what does he say? Like, here's, here's what I'm willing to do for you. Wow. I think the first part of the promise is an interesting thing is more than what do we get? Mm-hmm. We, um, we get him. Yeah. All right. right. That's a big, big thing. Don't you think so? Like getting, oh, yeah. we, I mean, we have him in our life. Yeah. Um, not, you know, we're not an enemy of God. All of a sudden we're mm. a son of God. Yeah. And uh, that's a, that's a pretty decent promise and a pretty good thing. So I say I would guess our getting, that's one of our gettings. What, what do you think? What's your getting? Yeah. I mean, we could think about all the promises in Scripture oh, that yeah, God's yeah, made. Yeah. There's there's hundreds and hundreds of We go through of some of those maybe. Uh, there's a few instances where a promise is singular. And so mm-hmm. the, those are the ones I that are coming to my mind where in Acts chapter 1 it says, wait for the promise of the Father. Yes. And that's the Holy Spirit. Right. And that's him, like you said. We're not just getting stuff from God. The giver himself is going to come uh-huh. live in us. The Holy Spirit, right. the Spirit of the Father, the Spirit of Jesus, they're all going to come make their home in us like Jesus taught in John yeah. 14. Um, that's huge, right? Um, and I think you know the, the first promise that comes to mind in the Bible is the Abrahamic promise. And yeah. most of these promises are based on what God promised to Abraham, which is right land, seed, inheritance <clears throat> in, in essence. Um, that he's going to have this land, that he's going to have a seed come from him that's going to possess the gates right. of his, his enemy. Oh, and he's, he's going to have this blessing where he's mm. going to be a blessing to all nations, all the Gentiles, and he, will, he himself will be a blessing. Yeah. So God's going to bless who blesses him and curse who curses him. And he's yeah. going to be not just blessed for his own sake, but blessed for the sake of all nations. And you see like the Holy Spirit really is that. The Spirit of Jesus brings blessing to all nations and um, he lives in us and gives us the inheritance and gives mm-hmm. us a place with God and, you know, makes us a home for the father and, and all those things. So, um, I mean, there's hundreds of other promises that God gives, like I'll never leave you or forsake you. Yeah. That's a pretty are, good one. Those are pretty good. <laughs> those are pretty good promises. Um, and yeah. without that, I would really, I would really think that he would uh-huh. leave, leave me a lot because I do, I do a lot of things <laughs> that sort of disturb the dove, you know, kind of knock oh. him off my head a little bit. <laughs> disturb the he dove. doesn't really like sitting there, but he says, I'm not going to leave you or forsake you. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, yeah. You know, um, 
promise is such a great thing. I mean, when you think about it, like I said, it is it, the promise is him, obviously. The promise, mm-hmm. all those promises, including the Abrahamic promises, all point to, obviously, first, the coming of Jesus, mm-hmm. uh, a big promise. Yeah. Because without that, we don't, um, we, we die in the other promise that we're going to be dead in our trespasses and sins. Yeah. <laughs> and that's a problem. The threat. <laughs> the threat. And then, obviously, the promise of Holy Spirit, like you said in Acts. Mm-hmm. And then, actually, the promise of the Father himself. Mm-hmm. And um, you know when when everything comes together in the at the end, mm-hmm. uh, and when we're um, back with him, we get him also. So it's yes. it's a real great yeah. promise on a lot of lot of levels. But I really liked uh, some of the things you pointed out as far as promise is concerned, because um, you know there is a promise of stuff, mm-hmm. uh, not just stuff so that we can be wealthy and have great things, which that may happen for some people. Praise God if it does, yeah. that's great. But also that he's a provider of things for us. He yes. provides what we need, um, not necessarily our greeds, but <laughs> our mm. needs. Um, and how we handle those things really start to develop in us um, the promise of his character, mm. developing who he is, yes. how, him developing who he is in us. So a lot of the things he promises us, I believe, are actually to... Um, form in us his character well that's second peter one right? yes that he, we are partaking of the divine nature through his precious mm-hmm. promises, promises that he's yes. given us and yes that's a great thought that when when we have faith in a promise and we persevere in that faith it builds him yes in, into us into yes. our dna um the faithful god we become faithful as we persevere in that right um, it's really cool I, yeah, I mean, a I think lot the, to think about, huh? the promise of the father too. I mean, it's linked with the other subject we have mm-hmm. of, of orphans yes. because Jesus made a promise. He said, I will not leave you as orphans. Right. I will come to you. Right. And in that context, he's talking about sending the spirit mm-hmm. who is the spirit of adoption yes. so that the father makes his home in us. Yes. It's the promise of the father, right. not just the father saying it, but the promise of the father coming right. to live. In us, yeah, and I believe he actually builds another one of those things uh, because obviously the Father Himself is the person of God, but also there's a character of the Father too that He wants in us. And I believe when He promised Abraham His uh, to be a father of you know many nations, you know um, that what He's actually instilling in mankind at that time is the actual ability for us to be fathers in the earth, mm. to father in the earth and to yeah. bring forth seed for him and in him. Yeah. And um, and also, like I said, to carry the heart of the father, which now that does tie completely into the orphan spirit thing. That <laughs> yeah, we're if you be don't know the heart it. of the father. <laughs> right, and so it gets kind of separated from yeah. him that way. But yeah. to put the heart of a, uh, the father in a man to understand what it is to be a covenant-keeping man, a father that will not leave, yep. <laughs> that will be there till the end, um, and one that can be relied on, his promise can be relied on. Mm-hmm. That's a tremendous um, part of the character of God that he's like putting in us, mm-hmm. and he's he's building into man himself. And I believe yeah. he did that by making us the promise of it. Yeah. And so, yeah, pretty yeah, crazy think, stuff um, going on there. <laughs> yeah, I was studying First John, and he, he's talking uh-huh. about, um, I'm writing to you, little children, because your sins uh-huh. are forgiven. I'm writing to you, young men, because the word of God abides uh-huh. in you and you're strong. But twice he says, I'm writing to you, fathers, fathers yeah. because you know him who is from the beginning. Yes. 
you know the father. Yes. A father is one who knows the father. Yes. The father isn't one that's memorized 20 reams of theological texts. Right. Or can do amazing spiritual gifts or, act, uh-huh. you know, amazing anointing on their preaching or anything like that. The father just knows the father. Absolutely. The father knows he's a child. Yes. <laughs> and he, yes. <laughs> and he relates to him as a child. And, you know, and John said, see what kind of love the father has uh-huh. lavished on us. Right. That we would be called sons. Sons. Yes. God, and we are now. Um, and then the rest of the, the letter, he refers to them as my children, yeah. my little children, <laughs> because he knew he was a little child. Right. And even Jesus talked like that, right? right. I mean, Jesus was, become a, was a grown man in John 21, risen from the dead. <laughs> right. And he's talking to these fishermen coming in from a night of fruitless fishing. And he says, children, have you caught any fish? Yeah. Pro- those guys, a lot of them are older than him. <laughs> yeah, pretty crazy. He's like, hey, kids, what's up? You know, and it, that was just so the identity of Jesus, the true son. Oh, man. It's, yeah. Uh, yeah. I want to I want to deepen more in that, you know. Yeah. Um, and that it really does make you that sort of a, a person. I, I, it's not just limited to men. It's obviously God, the father right. is putting his heart in us. Uh, you know, if you're a, you're a woman, there's that side of just parenting and conveying the father's character mm-hmm. um but yeah i think it's it's huge like how are we what image are we showing people of god you know right so. well if if it's the image that in him we live and move have our being if we were in him and he's in us then we are not just um mimicking the character of the father we actually are manifesting the character of the father yeah. um and that means we are actually manifesting the heart of the father toward people yes all right not just our own children and not just uh, but to everyone around us actually yeah. and so when the uh, people come in contact with a man or woman of god who's actually found that intimacy with the father that way grown into what it means to mm-hmm. um ad- you know adopt the 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 spirit of a father basically yeah. okay or the promise of a father um when you when you run into somebody like that uh, you've been with God. <laughs> you, yeah. You've experienced the Father's heart. You've experienced that love um, that goes, um, you know, it, it goes the extra mile. Uh, you know, it's funny. Uh, I, I just I've been uh, repeating this recently, but your your daughter, yeah. our, <laughs> our our my granddaughter Lainey, she she came out the door once and she says to me, she goes, Papa. I love you no matter what. <laughs> and I thought when she said yeah. it, it was so sweet and so tender and and so just matter of fact. And I thought, wow, I think I just heard from God. <laughs> like, I think I heard from the father through this little baby, oh. you know, this little three-year-old just, just, you know, yielded to that. And I was yeah. like, oh, wow, that's nice. Now, I'm sure it's something yeah. you've you know, put in her and, and, yeah. and, and taught her. And, and, yeah. But it's, when you think about that, that's really the heart of the father. Mm-hmm. I'm there for you no matter what. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you got to instill that. I mean, that's, uh, that's the heart of a son or a daughter that, knows, yeah. you know, even if you mess up, the father's love is the same. Uh-huh. The promise is the same. Right. And that's, I think that's such a key is, um, you know, I believe there's, we read in the account of Abraham, he had two uh, sons. Yes. One, he sent away one. He disowned the son of the flesh Ishmael, mm-hmm. but God heard him. Like God, God was faithful to him, but, but Abraham cast him off. Like he had this probably orphan mentality the rest of his life mm-hmm. um, where Isaac was the son of promise and he lived with his dad 
till his dad tried to kill him. You know, I'm just kidding, but got a <laughs> little <laughs> but, detail. But he, I mean, he lived with his dad and his mom, and he was everything was provided, and he knew he was wanted. He knew he was promised. He was expected. Right. But Ishmael, on the other hand, knew. Oh man, I you know I was almost a shortcut. I was a right. mistake. Nobody wanted me. We. He right. was like him against the world. It said his hand would be against all his brethren. Yes. He had this mindset, um, right. which is very understandable. <laughs> you think about he was yeah. just booted out into the desert with his mom. De- yes. That was harsh. I don't, know if, I don't know if you have thoughts on that. Like the Yeah. I um yeah, it's um that's a pretty amazing story, actually, when you actually think about it. And then you you understand the faithfulness of God. And the purpose of God, his foreknowledge, as well as his predestination, which is a whole nother level we're getting into there. But mm-hmm. but the reality is, is that um, no matter what, <laughs> Isaac was going to be the son of promise. Yeah. And his lineage was going to bring Jesus. Mm-hmm. Like he was coming this way. He went, And obviously he's a uh, type of Jesus himself in many ways. And, um, you know, and also, you know, you're, 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 uh, exposed to the Holy Spirit there too, with him finding a wife and all that. So there's a lot of promises that God's put into place uh, in His Word that He reveals very early on. Like this is in the beginning. This is in Genesis. This is when yep. it's first starting to happen, and everybody's trying to figure out everything. Like these. That's the other thing is that um, these promises went beyond the human frailty. They went beyond uh, human ability. And they went beyond um, even human faithfulness when I think about it. Because I think about, you know, I mean, Abraham, (laughs) he got this promise and then does so many things, you know, (laughs) which look like we're not in line with the promise. And yet he's the father of faith. He's the father of promise. He's the guy, you know, God first started it. And um, then, you know, Isaac, he's doing some sidestepping too. And, you know, and Jacob, oh, wow. (laughs) You know, we just keep going down the line. And these guys, they, um, they had this, you know, the, their human, their life Mm -hmm. filled with um, some disappointments uh, some real major setbacks. Um, you know, obviously some of them deceit, <laughs> lying, <laughs> cheating, selling your brother into slavery, <laughs> little, de- little details. And, yeah. um, yet God, his promise was going through no matter what. And, th- and so when I think about those stories, um, those lives more than stories, those lives, I think, wow, I think there's hope for us then. Yeah. Because in our lives and our frailties, we are going to do a lot of the same stuff. And yeah. I know that, you know, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous, his mm-hmm. blood cleanses us. That's part of the promise. And so and what we actually need that. And it goes, the promise mm-hmm. has the power to go beyond where our uh, flesh takes us. Yeah. completely past that which is yeah. mind-boggling to me and that's and I think that's what we see in these people we see that they were not perfect people no. No. <laughs> to say the least I mean you know you got Abraham giving his wife away as is you know call it you know lying saying it's his well half yeah, a lie multiple Sister, times. you know I, twice and then Isaac does hey you know the tree doesn't fall far from the apple yeah <laughs> you know it's like, it's yeah. like yeah. <laughs> yeah so here he goes he's doing the same thing and then uh you know jacob i mean what a deceiver yeah uh, yet in all that god's promise was that through them his 
his lineage would come forward. Yeah. Which is mind boggling. Yeah. And for all their flaws, they were people of faith. Like we read in Hebrews 11 and they met the promise with faith and with with the fear of the Lord. Um, Where others, you know, it's, I think the, the qualification is to trust God to receive the promise. Uh And, you know, how can you trust God if you, if you're an orphan, if you think that God has cast you away. And I think a lot of believers deal with this even obviously non-believers do like, there's there's whole religions that teach that God can't be a father. Right. right. There's, right. there's whole religions like that. Um, you know, but there's also believers in Christ that don't we don't how can you trust the promise if you don't trust the one that promises? Yeah. And I think, you know, for all these patriarchs, especially like look at Joseph, he was given mm-hmm. a promise and everything in the world was against it, yet he held to that. Yeah. Somehow he held to I don't know how he did it. <laughs> Somehow he held to that through right. everything that he went through. And it came to fruition when he was ready, you know, to receive it in his character, showing Jesus, obviously, in his life, too. But um, but so many just didn't like I mean, I think Saul, right, he was made a promise Mm -hmm. and he didn't believe, you know, Judas was made a promise that he was called. Well, (laughs) he didn't didn't believe, you know, they uh these are guys that, um, you know, they they shrank back, not not in their deeds, even, but just Mm -hmm. their faith in Mm -hmm. in the father like their faith in him, like that he was willing to do what he was, what he had promised them. Um, so I, I think that's just a question for me to ask myself and for, for the listeners to ask is like, do you trust God? Right. It's, it's a really simple question. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, I, I and don't do you know, have like to how, trust him a hundred percent? Yeah, I know. Yeah. That's the other word. Can, like, you know? yeah. can you work out your faith? with yeah. him and is he willing to do that because obviously he had to do that with those guys also yeah. he, he walked with them you know the distinction between a son of promise and an orphan spirit is so extreme i mean they're diametrically opposed yeah and um and i think especially in the days we're in david um people need to know that that orphan spirit is at work mm. and if it could attack even a person that knows Christ, it will. Yeah, and I think people think that they're immune to that, but they're not because it that spirit can't make you an orphan, but it can make you act like an orphan, mm-hmm. like you're not able, you're not called, you're not capable. You're, mm-hmm. you, you know what I'm saying, and so you start to operate from an orphan mentality even though you have promise, which would you is say, stolen from you. What would you say is the orphan mentality? The orphan mentality, I would say it's um, feeling f- uh, completely... Now, this gets interesting because mm-hmm. I think it has so much to do with the church of God, yep. but I think it's it, uh, for Christians, it makes you feel separated from the, mm-hmm. the body of Christ, from the people of God, from mm-hmm. your brothers and sisters in Christ. And uh, honestly, we, especially I would say recently in the last year, we see this happening from uh, people like other people that we know from other churches, other places, where they're so um, enveloped by that orphan spirit Mm. um, that they intentionally separate themselves from God's people because they don't either feel um, adequate, Mm -hmm. uh, accepted, Received, <laughs> you know, so many things. Um, capable, 
They don't feel uh, secure. They don't feel secure. And the deal is <clears throat> what makes you a son or a son of promise is not something you earned. Yeah. Right? It's given. The promise is given to you. Um, what makes you an orphan is not something uh, you, uh, how do I put it, lost? <laughs> because you still have it, but now you're operating like mm -hmm. you don't, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. If you're an actual orphan, you actually aren't in the in, in the body of Christ, in the family of God. Yeah, and you that's, actually are. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Your, the father, your father is the father of lies. Yeah, you got a whole different dad going on there. Mm -hmm. And so those distinctions are, like I say, they're diametrically opposed. They're, but they're, I think for Christian people, I think people who may be listening to us today, mm -hmm. um, that the issue they run into is this um, acting like an orphan. Mm. Yep. Considering themselves an orphan, considering not realizing that they're a son or a daughter of the living God yeah. and that they have power and authority and they have place with God. Yeah. Um, and um, because of that, like I said, the biggest thing is this, this separation that happens between a person and the church yeah. so that they, um, well, in that separation, you know, I mean, God's coming back for a glorious church without spot or wrinkle. So if you're separating yourself from that, what, what have you done to yourself? Yeah. You've intentionally made yourself an orphan, mm -hmm. which is pretty crazy. What do you think? What do you think about the orphan spirit? Yeah, I mean, I think um, it's funny because I, you always hear people preach like, oh, there's an orphan spirit. And I, right. I would always uh, <laughs> right. dismiss it because I would say, mm -hmm. oh, you know, I, I know God the Father. I know him through the Son, Jesus mm -hmm. Christ, and um, have a good relationship with him. But then one day it dawned on me where I was like, actually, I lost my dad when I was in my teens. Right. So I like actually lost a parent mm -hmm. and I don't know if I really dealt with that where I was like, and I'm sure I went, I went through like a time where I was like dealing with it and mm -hmm. medicating it and sinning. And, and then I came back to God and I was like, Oh cool. That gives me purpose. I'm going to follow Jesus. And I really made it a focus on Jesus and the Holy spirit. Right. And through Jesus, I'd say I knew who the father mm -hmm. was, but there was like a day where I went to the father and I was like, I just dealt with, losing my dad because I had lost him, you know, mm -hmm. and to me that affected me as like, it made me really numb. Like mm. it, it made me afraid of disappointment because I would, I watched him go through a lot and I would keep thinking he was getting better and he would not get better. And then he ended up passing away. And I was just like, man, I'm not going to like hope for anything. I'm not going to like really, it's all subconscious. Like you don't really like mm -hmm. let yourself be vulnerable and connect right. to people. So I think that's a huge element of the orphan thing. And also it colored my view of the father. And I asked him one time, I was just like, I was like, father, I mean, like I've learned the theology of this, like I've studied the mm -hmm. Bible, but I, I've never asked you, like, did you take my dad? Did you kill my dad? Mm. And he's like, what makes you think he's dead? Right. And I was like, what? And I was like, and he's <laughs> like, I was like, did you take him? He's like, that was my son. Right. And just like the heart of, he showed me all these pictures of my dad. Like, Wow. It's like this whole vision of like my dad's life as a baby and a little boy and like playing baseball and going to work and getting married. Mm -hmm. And he's like, that was my son. Yeah. And he was just like, like his spirit filled me and was just like, I was just like crying. I was blind yeah. with, with tears yeah. and just like seeing how the pain that, you know, just that my dad went through and this outraged the father. Yeah. And he was like, enough was enough. When he passed away, the father just came in and took him and was like, you're home. Yeah. You're home now. Yeah. And it was like, just like I had never really gotten it before that, mm. that he's a dad, that yeah. he's not a thief. 
Yeah. He's not a cheapskate. He's not cold. He's not like, he's like outraged at sin. Like he, he would never want to be separate from any of his mm. kids. They're all his, he's like, Oh, that person that died, that was my son. That was yeah. my daughter. Well, you don't get it. And it was just like this yearning, like fire of jealousy that he has. And like, to me, I was like, I just didn't understand, you know? And like, that was what made me an orphan. Like, right. and cause it was like, that was what delivered me from it, from that mindset and being able to really feel the love of the father. Cause you can believe it theologically, but if you think that he is a taker then you think that he's right. uh, a chess master and you mm -hmm. think that he's distant, you think that he leads from the rear, mm -hmm. you don't love him. The love of the father is not in you. Right. You don't believe the love that he has for people and for you. And so for me, that really delivered me just asking the Lord like what it was. And I really think if you're listening, like you should ask him, like if you have, if you have issues with that, because he wants to reveal who he is so that you don't walk as an orphan. And I don't know what that looks like for people. Maybe you had a bad, uh, I'm kind of rambling on here, but no, it's maybe okay. you had a bad coach or a bad father or an absent dad, or you had a mom that you lost. You had, you had another parent or father figure that, mm -hmm. It, just a wrong something that colored your view of of the father that's like issue number one like you to solve you know because right if you don't know that about him you're going to operate in such a screwed up way like you'll probably become religious you'll probably become mm -hmm. condemned you'll probably be an earner performer all those things i saw in my life for a long time until the lord really revealed that to me and and i was a justified christian you know i was like spirit filled and everything yeah. but I, I only knew the father through Jesus and through the Holy spirit. Mm. I didn't really want <laughs> to ask him those things. Cause I was, I was afraid of the answer, you know, yeah. I was afraid of my father really. And now I, I'm not, you know, so I'm just sharing this probably for the first time, like with you right now, other than with my wife, like <laughs> this experience. Cause it was, it was really, really powerful. And it was like, I don't know. Like, I don't know how many Christians are dealing with this where they, they're like, yeah, I believe I'm a son. I'm a son of God. I'm a son of God. But they don't really know who the father is. Mm -hmm. They might know all the facts about the father. Like they might be able to preach a great sermon about him and yeah. his kindness, but do they actually feel his jealousy? Like, do they feel his indignation at sin and evil? Do they feel his incredible love for every single person? I don't know. <laughs> I don't right. know if that's become real to them that his promises will be true because his zeal is going to accomplish his promises. His jealousy is going to, is going to accomplish those things mm -hmm. that he has promised. He would never let one word of his fall to the ground because it's all done out of love. It's all done out of, he's a God of all grace. He's a giver. He's not a thief. Like it's just like, yeah. he will allow sin and tolerate it for the time being to give people time to repent. But that's it's not like he has any delight in it he has a fierce anger towards sin and disease and pain and separation and you know broken families all those things he has an intense he it matters to him more than it matters to you <laughs> that's mm. like the best way that i could say yeah. it i don't know so i've talked for a while on that but yeah wow mm -hmm. um well i appreciate you sharing your heart on that um because i can tell it's emotional to you and mm -hmm. and it's you know, it's deep in there. Yeah. Uh, it's interesting because um, we've experienced so many people over the years who have come to Jesus, yet um, they have father issues mm -hmm. uh, and they have orphan 
issues that means. Um, and sometimes it's happened because they, you know, their father left. Sometimes they passed. Uh, sometimes they were just absent, you know, emotionally, you know, not there. Uh, yeah. You know, it, it could come in a lot of flavors, if you will. Mm-hmm. But the reality is, is the outcome is very similar all the time because uh, the person feels this insecurity um, in their soul. Mm-hmm. It's a weird thing. They can look very confident on the outside. They could probably actually be very, uh, you know, do well even. Yeah, Although yeah. I've seen some that didn't do well, <laughs> right? That, yeah. you know, were into all sorts of medications mm-hmm. and everything else, um, you know, and it deviated pretty far from life, uh, mm-hmm. in life. But the reality is they, um, because they don't, because their the father issue was there, something something was missing that should have been there. Um, they lose trust that someone's going to someone like fa- God, Father God, mm-hmm. who is faithful and true, who um, does keep his yeah. promise, <laughs> who will never leave or yeah. forsake us. All those little details that we get out of the like you say theologically out of the scriptures, mm-hmm. but that's actually him. That's yeah. who he actually is in our lives. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, he's faithful even when we're not faithful, that's right. right? I that's mean, that's right. the deal. So um, so uh, what it does with people, I've found, is that it really puts this um, orphan spirit on them, whether they will, you want to call, they will call it that or identify that. But it's put this place of insecurity, uh, not sure, also yeah. shame. Yeah, I've seen that too. And um, and this is why, by the way, we do, you know prison ministry we've done for many 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 years, mm-hmm. and you find in prisons most of the most of the people there are fatherless. <laughs> I yeah, mean, most absolutely. of them. I'm talking like in the 95 to 98 percent mm-hmm. range, and the and so what comes from that is um, many of them um, have children who they've abandoned because <laughs> it just. Uh, perpetuates itself. Yeah. But, you know, this that orphan thing just keeps going. It doesn't. It doesn't yeah. stop unless God um, intervenes into someone's life and actually delivers them yeah. from that spirit. Well, um, yeah, because like you said, it's a separating thing. Oh, yeah, it's a distancing. Yeah, effect. Right. Right. So they are going to distance from their own kids. They are going right. to distance from community because that's the only way to be safe. Like to not yes. be hurt again. You know, yes. not be let down again. To be to maintain some sort of autonomy in their mind, right? So it's, yeah, it, it totally makes sense. Um, but I wanted to ask you if there's a difference mm-hmm. between the orphan mindset and the orphan spirit. Um, I believe there is some. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's, uh, I believe a, a mindset is something that we've adopted and we uh, kind of hold true mm-hmm. and we perpetuate in our own soul. Whereas a spirit is something external from us and that it's uh, uh, dropping in lies and doubts and temptations externally, we can take those and adopt those things. Yeah. You know, if you want to talk about adoption, we can, we, yeah. we can take those, those uh, temptations, if you will, those lies from the enemy and adopt them and be, make them our own. Mm-hmm. And the enemy doesn't even have to be there any longer. That's when we start to develop mindsets. Yep. And so where we, um, you know, we start believing, uh, we actually believe it's a false faith, but yeah. that we're orphans, yeah. that we're unwanted, that we're uncared for, that we're unloved, yeah. and um, 
And then the things that happen in life tend to substantiate that, right? <laughs> yeah, because, you know, things go wrong. People are like, yeah, see, that's it. That's who I am. Mm-hmm. I mean, the un, I mean, fortunately and unfortunately, the, the, the father tells us in the word that, uh, you know, in the world, you're going to have stuff go wrong. <laughs> you're going to have tribulations. Um, and, and then, you know, he talk, you know, he talks about, you know, who, who will separate us from the love of the father? You know, will things that come about big, hard things, right? Yeah. Um, they won't separate us if we're secure in the love of the father. Mm. If we know yeah. that we're a, uh, blood bought son and that yeah. we are adopted into him, yeah. we, those things won't separate us, but they will separate us if we don't believe those things. Oh, yeah. If we don't understand that and don't know that, we those things that separate, and by the way, for a Christian, it separates you, like I said earlier, it makes you separate from the body of Christ, the church. For an unbeliever, mm-hmm. it separates you from a lot of humanity. It makes oh, yeah. you vicious Completely. and bitter toward people and... Um, you don't care about people's lives. This is why you can go in and have father children or, you know, and then walk yeah. away. This yeah. is why you can take somebody's life and walk away. This is why you can steal, murder, <laughs> lie. All of these yeah. things, um, mm-hmm. you know, it's because of that. It's that spirit. It's that thing <laughs> that uh, um, uh, that we uh, begin to um, emulate. We begin to take on those are people in the world. Yeah. In in God, you're going to have some similar things happen to us, right? We're not exempt from life happening. No, no. But when there's a confidence in the promise mm-hmm. that we are children of God, yeah. uh, we can walk through those things. Yeah. Uh, it, it doesn't mean they don't hurt. It doesn't mean you don't feel bad about it. It just means that you don't depart. Yeah. And that's a big difference because the son of the promise, he didn't depart. No. The son, if we were talking about Abraham, mm-hmm. the son that wasn't the promise, he had to depart. Yeah. <laughs> that was his assignment. He had to leave, he actually. Um, and all sorts of stuff happens there. Now, God, by the way, which is kind of unusual, like we're talking about like Ishmael. Yeah. I mean, God made promises to him too. He did. You know, because of his dad actually. And so for someone else's sake, it were someone else's sake, he made promise to him. And yeah. it's a very interesting kind of thing. And, yes. uh, you know, uh, all is not lost with him if he comes to Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> and he, you know, that's why God's promises to everyone. Yeah. Right? I love how it says in Corinthians, all his promises are yes. And amen. In yes. Christ. Yes. The promise was made to Christ. Right. And Christ. We're in Christ. Yes. So, Christ is never going to be unworthy of that. He's exactly. bought that. And so we're not we're not losing our promise if we have a misstep. Like you said before, uh-huh. each of those patriarchs had horrible moments and failures <laughs> yeah. of faith and Peter totally failed in his faith and you know everyone that's a hero and you know had moments that lapsed but um God's faithful when we're right. faithless. We've said that over and over again. Right. And he secures his sons and daughters. And just, I think this main element of security is, is so key because, you know, somebody that is an, an orphan, somebody that's lashing out against everything, right. it's, it's cause they, a promise means nothing to them. There's yeah. nothing for them to believe in. There's nothing that they think they can count on. Mm-hmm. So they're just going to take revenge on the world. I think you see it in these school shootings and mass shootings and everything like that is right. people, a lot of them have no fathers, but even if they do, they have no hope. They have no yeah. security. Yeah, they have no promise of anything better than a 
you know, a meaningless world and they lash out against that. And um, you always have to lash out. If you, if you don't like your dad, you, don't, you know, you have, you have issues. You're, the minute you get strong enough, you're going to lash out. Right. You're going to step away. You're going to hurt someone. Like it's just, it's going to come out of you because it's so damaging. Yeah. It's so damaging to lose that parent that we rely on our parents. Mm-hmm. We rely on them for provision and, and for guidance, you know, to teach us skills, to, to bring us up to adulthood, to make connections for us, to, to cry on their shoulders. Like mm-hmm. we, we rely on them for so much, even up to be an adult. Right. Um, and a, even um, an older person, we rely on our parents. And so anytime we lose that, we, there's a huge loss. There's, there's a huge blow that goes right. to anybody's soul. And there's people that are walking around, not only with that blow towards them from their physical parents, but also like having zero relationship with the father, you right. know, nothing to rely on, no security. Right. Imagine the confusion and the, the anxiety that that produces in someone. Yeah. Also, I think some of this goes beyond just um, just um, relying and uh, having that uh, confidence in the father. But there's also a validation that comes from the father. And yeah. I think you see that actually in uh, yeah. natural, too, that there's a validating that a good father will do for a son or a daughter. Yeah. And um, that validation strengthens you and positions you. It really does in your soul. It mm-hmm. positions you for success. It positions you for place, you know. So validation is from the father, yeah. and this is, you know, I mean, as good fathers that we should be with our children, our uh, communication to them should be validating that they are not orphans, yeah. <laughs> right? That they yeah. are loved of the father, that they are cared for, and that they have a place and a purpose and a promise yeah. for the future. Which that's what. Abraham got yes. right. That's why he became the father of faith, right? Because uh, faith is a you know like hope. It's a it's a promise for the future. Yeah, absolutely. And, and uh, so uh, we we really need to bring that into life. We need to bring that into everything and everyone that we are with. Like we should bring validation into people's lives if we are fathering them properly. Mm-hmm. Not just now. Yes, the father brings correction. The father will bring redirection at times, right? Of course, he, yeah. All of that stuff. Um, he, the father will bring love. He'll bring security. He'll guard you. All of those things. But yeah. validation is so important for a person because I think validation speaks to the heart of promise. It's like, this is who you are and this is where you're going. And if you don't have that, if you don't have that mm-hmm. Uh, that possibility of promise you you're you're lost you're just roaming around you don't have anything you know yeah. what i'm saying and, He's just... and it's so gracious too that i mean god just made a promise to abraham like mm-hmm. this is the book of galatians where uh, nothing made god do that he chose abraham and he came and he said i'm going to make this promise to you right and that's how he comes to us yeah and um you know if you're a person of the flesh of the world of, uh-huh. of ishmael of orphanhood you think you have to earn your future right. by the law, by keeping the rules. You think you need to perform or else you're going to lose everything. If you have one moment, you're going to lose father's love. Right. You're going to lose the approval of God, the approval of the church. You might lose your job. You might lose your family. Mm-hmm. You live in fear yeah, because it's all based on you. Right. You have to create your own security. And so the Bible says in Romans 8, we didn't receive a spirit mm-hmm. of slavery to fall back in fear, but we received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry, Abba, Father. Right. And the Father secures us yeah. out of pure grace. You know, before we obey a single rule, he comes in and, 
and secures us by his love. And the Holy Spirit has such a beautiful ministry that he's like, he testifies with our spirit. Right. He says, you are a son. Yeah. You are his daughter. You are, you are loved. And he'll just tell us that when we get in our darkest moments, sometimes it takes him longer than we, we want it to. <laughs> but like when we really get down to the bottom of it, he's like, no, no, no. Like you're a son. You're yeah. loved. That's all right. You know, and he's the comforter. He comforts us with that. Right. I really think that's the basis of his comfort. That he's like, no, you're secure. The promise is good. It's yes and amen. Yeah. Have faith, right? Take it one more day. <laughs> well, I think the yeah. God's because of God's calling and, um, there's so much security in that because like a child, you had really nothing to do with your inception, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. You were, you know, you're, you're a product of, mm-hmm. you know, something else. Other people's decisions. Other people's decision. <laughs> and it was God's decision yeah. that like none should perish, right? That yes. all should come to him, to him and no knowledge of him. And that, um, you know, that to as many as he calls, he gives the power to become the sons of Amen. God. So Amen. he's calling and and so he's initiating. He's just like he did with Abraham. Abraham, you know, is like, you know, yes, he there's an accepting mm-hmm. and a, a receiving. I get that. Mm-hmm. Just like mm-hmm. just like with sonship. Yeah. In, in natural sonship and spiritual sonship, there has to be an accepting and receiving because That's if so you good. don't then you get that spirit that that orphan spirit thing going on in you because, you know, I, I love this story of um, the prodigal son. That's <laughs> one of the best. Isn't it a great one? I, and I don't know if you were going to like cover no, some no, of that, but, it, it, yeah. but it's just to me because he, I mean, he did, he did some things really wrong, really bad. <laughs> He's off gone, you know, and yeah. it's interesting from his mind, this is the mindset of a uh, orphan spirit. When he finally comes to his, well, I don't know if he came to his senses, but he came to like the end of his rope, okay? Right. And he's like, I, I'm just go back to my father's house. Now, he understood theologically that, or that's his father, right? Uh, and I'm, I'll just be a slave there. Mm-hmm. I'll be a servant, you know? So his mindset, yeah. this orphan spirit was like, uh, he, he, even though he, this guy he's saying it's his father, he's still saying, I'll go there and be his slave. And so he, you know, he goes back and but the father would have none of that, no. right? No. And the father's always waiting. He sees him afar off and he's like, Oh. He ran to him. He ran to him. And he 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 embraced him and brought him back into his home. Mm-hmm. And he clothed him and cared for him because everything that he could not do for himself, only the father could do for him. Yeah. He did for him again. Mm-hmm. And it was just it's just such a beautiful story of uh, but also a warning of how we can get with the father. Mm-hmm. Oh, I've sinned against you. So depression, yes. condemnation. Everything comes in with that, and it's like I don't feel like a son anymore. Earn my way back. Yeah, I'll just go work for it, and mm-hmm. I'll be second class forever. And yeah. meanwhile, the father is like, "Wait, uh, you know, you come back to me, gosh, uh, man, I'm, you know, come on, you're my yeah. son. Like, come on, you're, we didn't lose the sonship. This is why, you know, born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible yeah. by the word of God, which lives and abides. Or this is this is who we are. And I, I mean, yeah. when I'm talking to someone uh, maybe listening now yeah. that you they felt like maybe they lost it, that maybe they just you know they just didn't have a mm. they lost their place with him, 
And you haven't. No. The father's like, he's there. His arms are wide open. He's like, come on. <laughs> yeah. Come on back, man. I'm looking oh, for you, matter of fact. I'm you spotting you like so far off. So you just come back and let me take you into my heart. Let me embrace you. Let me restore you. Let me care for your life. And that orphan spirit, God says, let me cast that sucker right out of your yeah. life. Yeah. And because it has no place in you because that's not who you are. You're a blood-bought child of God. And nothing nothing, nothing will ever change that. And you, we need to hear that. Everyone needs to hear that at some point in time. And I believe someone's out there listening and they need yeah, to know it. So. They just need to go, yeah. dang it, you're right. Let me just go back to the father. Yeah. <laughs> like, let me just like run to him. Run Dad, to Abba, right? Run to, I love that song. Oh, oh man. No, but I actually <laughs> I think that, that person you're talking about yeah. though, that person uh, doesn't want to come back because people are going to point the finger at them. Right, and they're going to say, "Oh, you're back. You did all this." Or remember, the father right. went to the older son. Yes, the, the parable is actually told to the older son. Yes, and he says, yeah, "I worked all these years, and you never gave me right. one thing, because we can never earn one thing from right. him. It's a free gift." But remember what he said. He said, "It was right that we celebrate, and we were glad because this my son was dead, right? And he's alive. Yeah, he was lost, and he's found. It's and back. it's just like the Lord said to me." He's saying to you, like, when people point the finger at you, the father's going to point the finger at them and say, that's right. my son. Right. Don't say a word to him. He's back. Yes. Don't you say a word to him. He yes. belongs here. And I think you need to know that, that the fear of the Lord is greater mm -hmm. than the fear of man. Don't stay outside just because some other person, right. use a nice term, <laughs> some, <laughs> some other person believes you belong outside. Don't right. believe your conscience or the word of someone else over the word of God that says, come home right now. Right. Especially if that someone was a brother, yeah, of you know, because those pains are worse than yeah. anything else. And you know what's interesting to me? Mm -hmm. I actually, in that that story, mm -hmm. I actually believe that the older son who stayed had more orphan problems. That's than the, the point. One that <laughs> That's left, the point right? of the story, right? Isn't that the, the real prodigal? Who was son? the real? Who was the real prodigal? Who was the real orphan? Because remember, he's eating with the tax collectors right. and sinners while he's yes. talking about that. Yes, and he's like, "Who's the real prodigal here? <laughs> You've been living with the father, and you have no idea who right. he is. Exactly. You that. think you're earning his stuff? Yeah. You don't know who he is at all. Right. <laughs> Incredible, isn't yeah, it? And that's that was me. Yeah. <laughs> no, that was all of us, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> it's but, so true, man. Yeah. Oh, gosh, gosh. Dude. <laughs> But yeah, don't come back as a slave. The Lord doesn't want slaves. He, he's got. He doesn't. Yeah. He didn't die to get more slaves, right. Or to get worshippers. He died to set people free to be sons right. and daughters. In Galatians, it says at the at the appointed time, God sent forth His Son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were born under the law, yes. So that we would receive the adoption, adoption. of sons. <laughs> and He sent the Spirit of adoption into your heart because you're sons, crying, "Abba, Father." Yeah. And that's a free uh, gift of God. <laughs> At the right time, he's like, mm -hmm. this is it. No more of this running. I'm here. Yeah. And we have to see that. Like, I don't know. Like, do you think that Christians by and large are relating to Father God in a healthy way? Um, I actually I would hope they are. I, I, I would hope <laughs> I they are, but I'm going to say that I think that a lot of Christians don't actually relate to the Father that well. I think the Lord Jesus, the the Son, the the friend, mm -hmm. uh, the the brother, people relate to. It's easier for me. Pretty oh, yeah, mm -hmm. pretty easily. Um, 
the you know he was tempted in every way like you know like yeah. us yet without sin um i think holy spirit people somewhat relate to him <laughs> you know but it's still a yeah. little it's a little iffy it's you know what i'm saying even though hard, he's yeah. there <laughs> all the time he's um, awesome though man. yeah but he's but i think we <laughs> can relate to him but yeah. the father um yeah, the Father, you have to touch heaven there. <laughs> There's a whole different place there. And to come into the Father's uh, uh, place that he's made for us and uh, to know the Father, um, you know, and to be in him, um, that is a whole different level um, that I think less people, I would say, really come to that place where they know the Father, where they, yeah. they spend time with him. And a matter of fact, I would challenge people even listening to this is that, you know, when you speak to God, do you ever just speak to the father himself, you know, yeah. and not, you know, uh, and I think a lot of people, you know, they, you know, filled with the Holy Spirit, you know, they're relating to Holy Ghost, leading them and guiding them and, mm -hmm. and they can pray by the Holy Spirit and talking to Jesus, our great intercessor, you know, yeah, that's great yeah. stuff. I mean, all this is great, but who's the, the intercessor before? <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. And whose will father. is he praying? Yes, the exactly. Father. The father. <laughs> and so the father, I think, um, takes a, a different kind of focus. And I believe the reason why we have, um, it's a difficulty going there is because Oh man, I'm gonna just say yeah. this. We were we were all born we were all born in this earth orphans. That's right. Yeah. I mean, we were orphans. And, and and there's no we we had that in us. Mm -hmm. And obviously we're redeemed by the blood, we're changed, we're coming into knowledge of him. But we need to we need to come to him. And we need to come to the Father. Yeah. And we need, you know, I love that song again. <laughs> we just keep Run playing that the song. Father. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing. Man. It is great. If someone's out there, just go listen to that. You'll get well, delivered. People are so comfortable <laughs> with the voice of that abusive father, the father yeah. of lies. And that's their negative self talk uh -huh. to use the psycho psychobabble of today of uh -huh. turn off the negative self talk. Well, good luck with that if you have an orphan mindset. <laughs> right. Because that's your the father, the devil, just saying, yeah. oh, you're a loser. You're, you're a piece of crap. You did it yeah. again. In, you're ruining it all. Blah, 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 blah. Right. We're like, oh yeah, that's the that's the right. That's right. right. That sounds right. When you you don't we don't even know what an encouraging voice is. I was so proud of you, son, that you did yeah. that. Yeah. We're like, oh, that can't be real. Yeah. <laughs> like we're gonna re we're yeah. gonna reject the most beautiful person. Jesus said, if right. you knew where I was going, you'd be happy for me. Right. It's like, wait a minute. Like you're being <laughs> crucified. He's like, if you knew, yeah. you'd be happy because I'm going to the Father. Yeah. The Father is greater than I am. Yeah. If you even knew who he was, he's yeah. like, by the way, I keep his commandments and I abide in his love. Yes. And the ruler of this world has nothing in me because I always do what yeah. he commands. Therefore, I go so the world will know that I love the Father. Yeah. Like, just think yeah. about his motivation was he's like, right. you guys don't even know who he is. Right. If you did, did you'd lay your life down in a second because yeah. you're like, of course he's worthy. Yeah. You don't even know how kind and righteous and holy and glorious. He is. He is love. Yes. <laughs> you don't, well, I you don't also, understand. Yeah, I also love, you know, <laughs> when he talks about, I go to prepare a place for you. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's, yes, I mean, we can talk about mansions and we can do like, oh, yeah, you know, streets of gold. Streets man. of gold, that's a great place. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I actually believe because of who he was and is and because of his blood, 
he goes to prepare a place in the father's heart for us. That's it. Like that's what he's actually, uh, his yearning, his beckoning is to the father himself. Mm-hmm. And that he's coming, he's, he's gone in there and he's made a place for, Hey, I brought some, mm-hmm. I brought some guys along <laughs> with me. Some of my buddies, my brothers, and, my brothers mm-hmm. and sisters. Like mm-hmm. I, I got, and, uh, the father is like, yeah, come on in. Yeah. Like, come on in. I remember, you know, I grew up, uh, in New York with an Italian mother you know, and a Jewish father. <laughs> but my, my mother, she was very interesting because no matter who I brought home ever, there was always food. Yeah. And my Amazing. father too. I mean, he obviously provided for that. And is it was always an open place. There was open, yeah. always a space at the table. There was always like, come on in. Yeah. Come on in. Like, make yourself at home. And I believe the father is saying that today. Yeah, amen. you know, amen. and 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 the son is echoing it, and the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. all three are going, "Hey, come on in. Yeah. I got a place for you. Just come, and don't yeah. worry about you know what you look like exactly right now, and what you think you've attained or not haven't attained or failed or not yeah. you know or achieved or none of that. Don't worry about all those details. Mm-hmm. Just know." that the father has a place for you in his heart. Mm-hmm. Like, and that you're, you're, that's the promise he made to us. Amazing, yeah. And he's not mm-hmm. taken back that promise. And so, I mean, if someone could just hear that today, that Papa in heaven, he just has a place for you. Yeah. It's a place. It's a great place. And, um, mm. <laughs> there's such that's security true. and validation and kindness and love yeah. and love mm. and love. Yeah. And this is uh, where we're at. We're, yeah. You know, I, I, Pastor David, yeah, <laughs> you I wanna, know, why don't you pray a father prayer over uh, people as yeah, we uh, maybe I, leave this place? But I just, um, I and, yeah. yeah, just I, feel the f- love of the father toward people. You do know, you have like anything this, else that's no, just this. Something? It's weird. Is this this weird yearning? Like, come on. Yeah. Like, just want to uh, and grab yeah. me and pull <laughs> you in. And um, yeah. I believe. That as you pray, there'll be some that, you know, as they join that prayer, um, mm. that God will actually deliver them yeah, and heal their Let's hearts. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, join with, with me in prayer to our Father. Mm. <laughs> Papa. Father, we Should come to you because you said, I mean, your son said, we're not. he's not going to ask for us because you yourself love us. Jesus. Because we believed that you sent Jesus to Jesus. us. So we enter into your Jesus. presence. Oh, love you, Father. We love you, Father. We love you. Hallelujah. We love you. We love you, God. You're a giver. Mm. You're the God of all grace. You're the Father of mercies. You're the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord. You've given us everything we need for life and godliness, but I pray for my brothers and sisters who may struggle to contact you, Lord. They may have buried offense and grief at you. They may have a need uh, to perform a feeling of inadequacy, insecurity, and they know that, Lord. And I pray that you sure. give them an, a vulnerability to unveil their hearts before you. Jesus. And I pray that you would reveal your heart Father. to them. I pray that you would pour out your love on them. Yes, Lord. Father, we rely on Jesus. you to tell us who we are. Jesus. We're sick of defining ourselves. We're sick of uh, lifting up walls and barriers. We want to be secure in you. We just want to be secure in you. We trust your heart. We trust your good intentions for us. I pray for a healing of wounds, Father. 
Yes, Lord. I pray that you would show your heart. Jesus. You're not one who takes. You're one who gives. You're not one who's a trickster or a prankster. You're always, you always have integrity. You're the God of truth. You don't manipulate. You give your whole self. You give your whole heart. Father, I pray for your sons and daughters to know the yearning jealousy that you have over them. I pray that you'd grip them by your Holy Spirit and that your spirit would testify with their spirits that they are indeed sons and daughters of God. Spirit of adoption. Thank you, Lord. Manifest. Bear witness, Holy Spirit, for the Father. Promise of the Father. I pray that you will come, that you will convey the love of the Father, that people would not just connect with an abstract view, but with a real dad, a real father. You're not a theory. You're not a concept. You're not just creator, you're father. Thank you, Lord. I pray that this would penetrate deep, dig deep into every heart, Lord. Jesus. Dig deep and reveal yourself, Father. Come make your home in us. Come make your home in us. Manifest yourself to us. Living Father, dwell in us as we dwell in you. I pray for an indwelling of the Father, an indwelling where you come make your home in the heart's of your sons and daughters and free them from proving themselves. Yes, God. Free them from the law. Sure. Free them yes. from yeah. guilt. Free them from accusation. Free them. Free them from shame, yes, Father. Lord. Free them from lies about their identity. Free them from despair. Free them from fear. Your perfect love casts out all fear. You are love. Fill them with your love, oh God. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us. Be sure to subscribe to get the latest episode. And for more information, visit spiritschoolofministry.com.